Hey everyone, welcome back to another weekly episode of the Crit Hit Wild podcast. I'm your host, Jared, as always. Joined with me are Fred and Brandon this week. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, Jared. How are you? I'm great. Absolutely outstanding. That's great to hear. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Fred speaks for me. Obviously, both being good, right? Brad uh, won't be joining us this week. He is uh, at a camp for for uh, school camp for kids. I don't know what, what to call it, really. I don't know what it is, but he's a teacher, and it's, there's a camp. It's 4-H camp. Yeah, yeah, that. He's, yeah. A, he's at that. Yeah. Is it bad that I'm 30 and I have no idea what 4-H camp is? Uh, it's got, it's like, oh boy, I don't know what they are. I know that one is, um, uh, oh God, herbiculture. It's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I am all, I am north of 30. I'm substantially north of 30 and I don't know either. (laughs) Yeah, I have no clue what it is, but I do know that those kids are going to be snacking down on some nice, uh, Frito-Lay product. That was able that to makes me, so it makes me feel a lot better than either one of you know what it is. So. I have no idea what it is. I just he maybe he, he might be lying. We don't know. <laughs> maybe he's off doing uh, something else. I have weirdly been to the camp where he is. I uh, this is gonna sound weird for everyone who's listening, but I sampled their poop. Maybe you should say what you do for a living. Yeah, I think that out of context, that's really bad. No, I, I, think just, I think we should just move on at this point. Right? <laughs> oh, just, just bypass it. He likes to go around and just taste little samples. Uh, uh, everywhere no, he goes. Uh, so what I, I take environmental samples uh, around the state, and oftentimes that means sampling wastewater treatment plants. <laughs> yeah, I'm hey, gonna. I went to one of those in a mini Hamilton. <clears throat> Wait, what? <laughs> I went to a wastewater treatment plant up in Mini Hamilton, Solve, in, or Zotus. In, ah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell Becca. She usually doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'm going to say you need to really check out the first two minutes <laughs> of this one. <laughs> where, where I really put my foot in my mouth. <laughs> the, the loathsome done eater. <laughs> With a lot of <laughs> <laughs> one the one time we don't have Brad here to like make sure we're not being crazy. Two minutes in, we're talking about poop. Know that if you find me, I can defile your body. <laughs> I could kill you and defile your sure. corpse. I just I always assumed you were literally just the box that people poop in for colonoscopies. Like that was just. Oh my you. god! <laughs> don't we bring are... it. Don't bring it back to real life. Me and Fred are having done eater jokes from Elden Ring, and you're bringing back in real stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, getting past all the shit. Um, literally. Uh, as far as uh, news and announcements for this week, uh, as most of you, if you're listening, probably know. Uh, the mini stravaganza got canceled due to COVID. Well, not canceled. It, it's been pushed back, um, but they have said that they are going to begin to release stuff as if they had normally released uh, some of the scheduled stuff. So, for example, today, uh, we're recording this on the 9th, so this should have been the first day of mini extravaganza. They have uh, tweeted out all the new... Um, organized events that they're having so the one for legion which i don't remember what it's called and then uh the one for uh mcp that revol- revolves around krakoa 
Uh, I can spot check and see what that's called really quick. It's something vowels. Yeah, I like I it, I looked it up earlier today and it's completely fled my mind. Yeah, renewal vowels for MCP. All the rules have been posted on how to play that, and the Call of Destiny campaign for uh, Star Wars has also been posted. So they've actually sent out quite a bit. So both of those organized uh, events have been released. They have, uh, I think today was supposed to be heavy on uh, Star Wars related content. So they've tweeted out a ton of Star Wars releases that are going to be coming up. So in addition to the organized play event, they have, um, I believe that they are bike rider units. Uh, I think they posted about those. They posted more about the Shadow Collective stuff that's getting released. They have posted uh, about some IG assassin droids. So if you're a fan of maybe the Mandalorian or just extend to Star Wars lore and you know all about the IG units, uh, they're going to be having some of those come to the game. And as well as, which you can kind of see some of this from um, the MCP release with the Black Order uh, collection set. So because of this, I'm hopeful that they're going to have more of these to showcase during many extravaganza whatever they decide to tweet out. But it's uh, four new uh, kind of armies built in one for Star Wars Legion. So they have uh, four theme boxes, uh, one for Separatists, uh, one for clones that has Anakin. I think the clone one is specifically 501st Legion. So it's got Anakin and then a bunch of stuff that he would have in his battalion. They have a Echo Base Defenders box, which is nothing but like Hoth Troopers and Tons. And uh, I, I think... I don't know if it has i'm not sure what all comes in it but uh it has everything from like hoth and then it has a blizzard force which has og vader and atst and then a bunch of snowtroopers so very cool that they're doing these like army box kits um what do you guys think about them doing more more bundles of stuff uh, i i think that it's good decision making uh i recently purchased that black order kit uh, and I'm glad they did that because it made obtaining the, the nearly the full black order roster very easy. I think that this is good marketing. You like it, Brandon? I'm not sure it's good marketing, but I think it's a good product. It, uh, I mean, so it no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was insane. That just kind of hit my head a little awkwardly. Um, no, I, I like the the group boxes. Uh, I was kind of annoyed because it looks like the Separatist um, group box is just like their half of the core set. Just a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, so it's just kind of... I would have rather liked, like, I don't know, maybe like... I don't know, maybe just like Count Dooku or even like Cad Bane. Just like, no, maybe not Cad Bane. I guess you have to have a leader. But like... Well, you could just, just something do, like, different. I think it'd be just cool. Something if, different. Yeah, if they did something like, um, I don't know, like, they, they kind of talked about, I think at one point in the stream, they talked about, like, a Naboo, like, Occupation Force, like, because uh, they're talking about going toward theme rosters, which if you played uh, War Machine Hordes, you can kind of, you're a little bit more familiar with, uh, like, theme forces, but they're talking about kind of moving a little bit toward that, and you're getting some benefits if you take uh, armies in a particular theme. Um, yeah. I'm either a fan of that or I'll hate it, depending on the benefits that you get, uh, for taking it a depends on implementation. Yeah, I would have liked it more if it would have been less all droids. 
Um, cause I thought, I feel like they hit three of the four pretty well out of the park. I think I like, I like the princess Leia one, uh, you know, obviously like the five at first is like, that's awesome. And like, kind of like where the rebels kind of go into each other. Cause it's like the Hoth, uh, or the snow troopers there with Vader. Like I like what they did there, but it's like, it's kind of like when they got to the droids, they were just like, even if they just made like a, maybe one of the, like the T series tactical droids made it like all droids or something. Um, I get why not wanting to do Count Dooku because he's more of like a soloist yeah. um, behind the scenes guy. So I guess like I get that in theory, but it was just kind of like I remember seeing that and I was like, ah, oh, that's kind of lame. Like overall, though, I like the idea of box sets. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It's a weird marketing strategy. Um, I guess I need to clarify why I said I didn't think it was good marketing. It's a weird marketing strategy because it does. Um, for the most part, it kind of deteriorates your already established fan base. Um, and I know it might not happen a lot, but it will deter people from buying into factions that they were thinking about getting into. Um, waiting on like a box set. Like as soon as they released it, I had been, you know, I was thinking, I'd been thinking about it. I'd talked to Borka about it a couple of times. Like, you know, like, Maybe I'll pick up Guardians, and then it's just like now I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Like, oh, because I can just wait. Yeah, you can just wait. I see I just, what you're saying. Yeah, I, I so, don't know if I agree. I don't think I agree because uh, it makes it easier for new players to get into it. Yeah, I think that this isn't necessarily, and might be the lens that you're kind of viewing it. I don't think that it's necessarily for people like us who have been playing the game for a long time. It's not. It's not, but that's where yeah. I said that's where the marketing gets kind of weird. Because even for new players, when they they'll buy into it, say they buy into Black Order, but now they want to play something else. So now it's like, well, I can just wait. Yeah, like it always comes to the scenario. It's like, well, I can just wait. Yeah, and that kind of, and I, I think if they do it consistently, I think it'll be a good thing. But it's one of those where if it's it is like a one off, or if it is like a, you know, we won't do this very often, but like. Uh, we can do it for some of the smaller factions. Like, I, it's like we can uh, we can make it to where like I you can put all of Wakanda in one box, yeah. um, and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it'll be interesting because, but also it's problematic because it's it could limit the production could be a little bit more limited because it's like if you have two boxes and you're making twenty of each, you're probably only going to make twenty of this box. So it's kind of like, it's just kind of like this weird thing. And if, the, and if they don't sell, then they're just going to go away. All right, that's the easiest product in a product line that you cancel out. It's something that you've, like, all, all any kind of, like, set or box like this or, like, the first thing that's cut from production of sales start to dip. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that you're probably correct, but we're getting deep in the weeds of, like, uh, Logistic. I had to de- I had to defend my statement that it wasn't a good marketing strategy. That's all I all I had to do, and I went down a rabbit hole. I'm so sorry. But overall, I think they're probably a good thing. Like they're good for newer players. I like it a little bit better for Legion because like I have Separatists, but if I wanted to like I don't know pick up Rebels or something like that, then I could I could buy this kit and feel pretty good I, about it. So I like it a lot more for army based games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yeah. it for Legion. Cause that's the, I mean, that's the best thing about, I mean, that's the best thing about that forty that Games Workshop does. Yeah. Period. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah they, I mean, they by far, that's stuff. the best thing. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Well, um, I think that's it for news. We don't have any Cerebro news this week because, uh, again, Brad is not here. Uh, so if something is broken or you need something to talk about, you can email him. Angrily. And email him. Uh, angrily email him, yeah. Uh, going on to hobby stuff, have you guys picked up anything new this week? I know the, the Black Giants, Black Swan Super Giant Black kit. Giant. <laughs> Black Giant. <laughs> Black Swan Super Giant kit came out. Uh, did you guys pick those up, or did you guys uh, do anything else hobby-wise? Anything built? I I did. I picked up uh, Black Swan and Super Giant, and I picked up the uh, the full Black Order roster, uh, minus Thanos. I need to. Pick, I still need to get Thanos, uh, but. I'm I'm thinking of lists of including all these folks in there. I mean, I have not had Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight ever before. And looking at them, I'm just like, wow, I've really missed out. <laughs> uh, these two are pretty good. If you want to play them, you can use my Thanos if you get them built next week. Uh, I may contemplate that. I may. Uh, I've never actually. It, what you know? What I've been. I, I really want to try playing Black Swan and Black Dwarf together in like a criminal syndicate list. Okay. I'm just. I want to try. Well, uh, just lean even harder into choosing violence. Have you? Uh, have you? Uh, are you going to take Power Stone or no? Um, I'm, I need to work out how the points work. I, I have not figured that out yet. I, I'm leaning towards yes. I'm leaning towards yes. What about you, Brandon? You been doing anything this week? I'm now trying to figure out how he can take the power stone and still be in criminal syndicate affiliated. There you go. Uh, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. I mean, it's doable. Yeah. I can do it. I mean, you can. You gotta play Bullseye, and Bullseye puts you at fifteen, and then you gotta play, and then you so you have to play and eighteen. Put, put another three pointer in. You have to play eighteen, nineteen. You have to play eighteen or nineteen. Yep. That is the case. hammers. Fuck it, play hammers. Uh, <laughs> Hobby wise, um, I did not. Did you pick up the card pack? I didn't, no, because I have most of the the cards that are in there just as uh, print uh, laminated printouts. And also, I did not, and I, I already kind of like, they got a ton of them, and I was kind of like, I, I didn't, and I kind of like just forgot about it, to be honest, because I feel like I had planned to get that, and then just like I had talked myself into it and everything, and then just didn't pick it up. Uh, right. Uh, our shop only got three or four of the Black Swan Super Giant, and uh, and they did sell out uh, Wednesday. Oh boy, we I didn't realize we got such a limited supply. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for buying one now. No, don't Except feel bad. I don't. Yeah, don't I don't. I'm gonna use her. Yeah, we we didn't get a lot. Um, they were those were sold out uh, Wednesday when I when I because when I got there there was only one left. Um, Hobby wise, I have not done a whole lot. I bought, uh, I bought, I picked up Bosk for the Separatists. There you um, go. Because they updated that, and I've uh, been playing a lot of, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon, the card game, and Magic uh, lately. So just kind of dwindling back into that, and just other than that, uh, <clears throat> and I did. Uh, 
with with the super giant and uh because uh one of us on this podcast really wanted super giant and black swan um and they weren't there wednesday that couldn't so be there i made sure to buy the last one so they couldn't get it uh, that's fair. <laughs> however <clears throat> i did buy that so he could have it yeah um, my god so because i knew that it probably wouldn't be there by the time he got there so this is me breaking the news to him i, I picked it up for him what a troll text what a troll text you what sent a, me what a nice guy sold what out nice sold out <laughs> it was sold out yeah it was i didn't lie you buy it yeah i did not lie at all I thank you very much cool. you're the bestest of boys I had, I had to make, I had to make sure you had the uh, best five pointer in the game. I said she was one of the best. <laughs> Lucky for me, it comes with one of the one of the oddest threes. So, uh, 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 yeah, we had the, that conversation Wednesday. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's just the worst three point model. Uh, oh, like worst. Yeah, it's, it's, it's close. Uh, and I've thought about it, and honestly, I just, yeah, I don't. I think you, she, you put her she may than crossbones. Yeah, I think so. I because honestly, and it's because of illicit text. Uh, I think it's just good enough. Um, illicit tech puts that over the edge for you. <laughs> yeah, and well, and like, and he has aggressive, and uh, so like, if you do for some reason decide to attack crossbones for some stupid reason, because uh, he's not. I mean, he's not doing anything else. I mean, he like gets to move. Like, I, I I'll tell you what. I do, I don't. I'm not going to go to the mat for Supergiant. Uh, I don't think she's particularly good. I don't know if she's worse than Crossbones. Well, Crossbones uh, is playable. <laughs> Crossbones is playable in Cabal and Criminal Syndicate, and she is, or he is not playable at all in Black Order. So that was kind of my deciding factor. I don't think... You know uh, what? I don't think that I agree with you that he's playable in Criminal Syndicate. <laughs> I think you can play him and not, like... It is better to play him in Criminal Syndicate than it is to play Super Giant in Black Order. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not. I think that's probably an accurate statement. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant by that. Um, okay. um, I am not okay. advocating anyone to play Crossbones in Criminal Syndicate. There are better hey, models. We, I, I feel like we've we've covered this ground quite thoroughly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, that's I I I it, this is valid. This is valid. Yeah. So in the last two releases, we got the worst four-point model in the game and the worst three-point model in the game. Oh boy, I, I let, we need to move on because otherwise we're going to get into a fight. <laughs> All right. Uh, for me, hobby-wise, I've not. Know, no, 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 not. The, whoa, 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 not that. Oh. Electra is the worst four-point model in the game. Oh. I think oh, I think Fred okay. misunderstood okay. that. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. All right. Then then. Uh, N- never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "There's no way." He, I was like, "Are you gonna defend Electra? Because I will tear that card apart I, again." I, I was, I misunderstood who you meant. <laughs> okay. Yes, all right. we're we're all full circle. All right, sorry, Jared. Uh, we're gonna go on tangents. We don't I, have Brad here to keep us in line. I just was gonna say I haven't been able to do much. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Between uh, work and doctor's <laughs> appointments, I haven't had a whole lot of time to devote to the hobby, but um. I the time that I have spent on like my breaks at work and stuff, I've been trying to put together a uh, Asgard roster. So I'm working with what I got before we get any of the new releases. So 
I'm very hopeful we get this uh, next week, or at least one of them next week. I hope we get one this weekend. I hope we get both of them this weekend, because we, that's when we were originally supposed to get them. So. so they've tweeted out today everything that was supposed to be, uh, well, a majority of what was supposed to go out today as far as like releases and stuff. So I'm hopeful, because tomorrow was supposed to be the panel to play, from Earth to Asgard, right? Yeah, it's yeah. be at noon tomorrow, our time? Uh, yes. So that was supposed to be the panel to play uh, for Asgard. And, you know, maybe other stuff. Maybe they have, you know, some other stuff uh, tucked away in there too. But the primary focus was Asgard. So I'm hoping that they still drop those tomorrow. Uh, uh, can we see an Asgard box come? I would not be surprised if that was one of the things that they were announcing. Mm, like so a, who would be, that'd be a big box if you include because they have six characters, right? Um, or, yeah. Three bad, three good, right? Thor, <laughs> Thor Valkyrie, Angela, uh, Angela, and then Loki, Enchantress, and Hela. Hela, yeah. So they have six, and then if you add these two, it'll be eight. So maybe what, they'll what, release two four boxes with the. Well, I don't know if that's what they'll do. What they might do is something like Black Order, where like you get like a good chunk of the members in a box, and then you like also have to buy Thanos. Maybe they'll do something where like you get maybe like they might split it uh like a four a four piece and a four piece, or they might you know do a good chunk of them in one of the boxes and then have like an off release or something like that. I don't know. But I, I like I this think good that, guy, bad guy thing. I'm all aboard it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I, I think that they, they're going to focus. I, I don't know when they're going to do next, but I don't think it's going to be as guardians. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but as guardians doesn't work out quite as ne- smoothly as black order did. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, so I, I think well, is the perfect option for it, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think it might be safe to say that over many extravaganza, we could see another box set, like a faction box set. It might not be Asgard, but I think that many extravaganza would be a good time to unveil a new one. So I, I think if we were going to see one, it's a, there's a good chance of it. And this is a very Asgard-themed mini extravaganza, so yeah. I could be very wrong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've mostly just been putting together uh lists kind of around that i pretty much just have you know thor valk i do have loki without a stone and then i have um angela and then i have not put no uh, enchantress i haven't put hella enchantress in the roster yet enchantress might go in she probably can still go in um the biggest thing for me is crises selection so I'm really kind of racking my brain around different crises, and I'm trying to find a pair, a pair for Asgard. I'm thinking it might be Web Warriors, but I don't know. It might be Web Warriors, or it might be just uh, Steve Rogers Avengers. Those are the two I'm looking at. My, uh, yeah, that's my Asgard list that I have. Is basically, I really kind of like where it sits, but it is in a weird spot because I I don't know what the two Heimdall and scourge are gonna do and kind of with you i'm struggling real hard on the crises 
I think a hundred percent. That's the one thing that does kind of tear me away from Web Warriors is I think that Asgardians actually really excel on like the pay to flips because they all have good like just flat defenses, right? So if you take like Deadly Meteors, they're all pretty like they're pretty good on Deadly Meteors, and if you take Mutant Madmen, they're pretty good on Mutant Madmen, and it's what the the thing I'm going for is essentially uh, utilizing that second power that they get to leverage power economy versus like what your opponent can do. Because like if you still have extra power and stuff left over after you interact with stuff, it just gives you an innate advantage over the course of the game over your opponent. So that's kind of what I'm looking at is crises that play into the power economy and the good def- like pay to flips that like require defense rolls. Um, the so the the secures actually aren't too bad for me. I have mutant madmen. I have uh, deadly meteors, and I'm still kind of figuring out like a third one. I know I probably take hammers. I think I like hammers. I don't really know what other two extracts to play. Like I think if you run across certain affiliate, like you would think researcher, but I think you just lose researcher. Yeah, I think researcher is not a good one for yeah, that. Yeah, I think researcher's not good. I don't like 16 form. I think that's the that's that was kind of the my hardest thing has been like is the it's honestly been threat value. It's hard to match up a threat you want to play with a crisis that you also want to play. Well, the thing is like that's that's where your second affiliation comes in, right? Like I think you I don't think that they're unless like Heimdall and Scourge really open up a lot, which again I'm hoping that they are. Uh, it'd be nice if you could play their affiliation mono if you wanted to, but I think as they stand right now, you have to play dual. So it, it's kind of a moot point until we get like the new cards, but I'm still just having fun, you know, kind of taking like a core of Asgardians and then really racking my head around what I think they want to do and how they want to play because you don't see them enough. And again, yeah, uh... if they're both... go ahead. If they're both solid threes, like that opens up everything, right? Like, even but I then think, if they're both fours or something weird, it's like, okay, now you're way more restricted. Like I think if you if it, one's a four and one's a three, and they're both quality, I think that can open up a lot. I think if they're both fours... You're cutting out really bad, buddy. Oh Yeah, I can barely understand you. Sorry. Can you get me now? Oh, no. Hello? Well, uh, uh, Jared's having some mic difficulties. Uh, what? So uh, uh, today, uh, Brandon, I'm going to go mildly off topic uh, while Jared is working out his mic issue. Uh, the Today, the first episode of Ms. Marvel came out on Disney+. Plus. I mean, did uh, you, it came out today. Did you get to watch it? I did, yeah. I, I did watch it. Uh, overall, overall rating here, you know, eight through uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think that I am. Uh, while I was watching it, I realized that it is a show that is not made for me specifically, uh, because I am an old man. <laughs> I came to the realization that I'm an old man because I kept going like. Boy, this this show really suffers from everyone talking at once. Ism. 
I can't understand all the words that they're saying because they're all talking too fast. Boy, they talk too quickly in these shows now. That has been my uh, that's been my view on it. Uh, I, I have a lot of friends who aren't as into um, as many nerdy things as I am, so I get a lot of questions a lot of like, you know, like what do you think this show is going to be? Like, how do you think this is going to be? And that's I get a lot of I've gotten a lot of questions about um, the Miss Marvel show, and that's always kind of been my universal response of I don't believe that show was made for me. Uh, that's a hundred percent okay. And I hope it's great for the people that enjoy it. I just, I, I do not believe it was made for um, really our generation. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing in any kind of way. Right. Uh, I, I am going to continue watching it. And I did enjoy it. Uh, the animation that they used, they did this thing where whenever they would text each other something, it would show up as a chalk word on the building behind them. In a way, or or it would be what her thoughts at the time would be uh, as a mixed media art uh, animation on the wall behind her in a way that's very integrated into the shot and very cool. Like I, I like that a lot. And, yeah, there's a couple of shows that have done that, and uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. But I always sure. remember when that happened. I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it was done very well in in Ms. Marvel. I, I look forward to watching it, watching the next episode. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, I can, I can hear you now. Oh my gosh, we're back. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulty there. Uh, uh, is, uh, do we need to put an edit back. point here <laughs> that uh, edit out our our completely off topic discussion? Uh, well, if he wants to. So oh, I feel like it was pretty on topic. I mean, it was a Marvel yeah, right. based show on a Marvel based podcast. Yeah, we don't we don't need to edit any of that out. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's yeah. more work for me. I think we'll be fine. But you guys uh, played some games this week, right? Correct. Why don't I you, played two games. Yeah, why don't you guys cover the games that you played and kind of what you brought to the table and what, what you played against and how it went? Uh, okay, so the first game I played was a game against CJ. And I played, uh, I played Spider Foes against his Web Warriors. So it was very thematic, and I leaned into that thematic a lot because every single character I took, except for Bullseye, was a a a Spider Foe. Uh, I took Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter. I took Lizard, uh, Carnage, and Bullseye. I believe that those were. Yes. That, did you not have Venom, or did he have Venom? He had Venom. Yeah. Uh, and and my intention was I was going to toss my Carnage into his Venom, and it just didn't work out that way. <laughs> uh, actually, that is how it worked out, and Carnage whiffed the bed. Whiffed hard in that game. Um, the game was very close. It was a tight, tight game, and it ended up at the bottom of four at 15-15. Which just goes to show you how close this game was. This was at a razor's point. But at that point in the game, I was ahead on attrition. And because I was ahead on attrition, the next turn, I basically... uh, Green Goblin activated at the top of the round. uh, KO'd Venom and KO'd Peter Parker. In a very, very effective and very lucky rolls activation. And that basically sealed the game for me. Uh, 
the next game I played was against Michael. And I played a much more criminal syndicate heavy list into his weird Red Skull cabal uh, list with Shuri and Hood and Venom. And boy, howdy. I, uh, so I love Venom. Venom is great. And this is a game where Venom did more work than I think I've ever seen him do. And it was all against me. <laughs> uh, Venom, I, I never dazed him. I never dazed him. Uh, it, and it, ju it just never worked out that I dazed him. He took out so many of my guys and kept uh because he kept him close to red skull red skull kept shunting his attacks off uh any attacks against him onto venom and then venom with so many snacks and then heal and i couldn't do anything about this little tight monstrous connection between the two uh it venom. was a rough game venom doing venom things venom doing venom uh, that one came down to, uh, he won 16 to 13, I believe. That's a close game. Yeah, it, well, it wasn't close because at the end of the game, he had five characters and I had two. Oh. I was just like, I was like scraping those extra points out wherever I could. I mean, that's was... the name of the game. You're going to steal wins doing that though. I know that's my, t that's what I try to do. I try to scrape as many points as I can. And sometimes it means throwing my boys into the meat grinder. But that's what it takes. That's how you that, lost to Aaron, right? Uh, that one game? Uh, not... Uh, duh, 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 Jared. Aaron. Do what? Didn't you lose a game like that to Aaron where you were kind of looking at the, the complete board wipe and he kind of snuck ahead on points? No, that was against Fred. Yeah, that was against me. Yeah, oh. he was playing spider foes and like See, See yeah. it did it does help. Look. I yeah. thought it was backwards and I was No, nah, we were taking playing uh, away from you and I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. Intrusions for it. and intrusions and cubes and like that's eight points on the board and I just didn't see didn't see the W. I thought I had at least <laughs> one more round. And I, I, yeah, because I grabbed almost every point on the uh, on the board one turn, and that yep. put me at exactly six and won me that game, even though I was way behind on attrition. What about you, Brandon? What did you play? Brandon? Oh, sorry, my headset, my headset was dying. So many uh, issues. I know we're having. We were. This is Brad is going to be so disappointed. This is Technical Difficulties, the podcast. <laughs> That's, yeah. Um, I um, I played my Gengar VMAX deck versus Aaron, who was playing me VMAX. And we played a best of three, uh, which I did win <laughs> two games to two games to one. For, for uh, I'll tell you this, for a minute, I was thinking to myself, oh, wait, there's a, there's a Gengar character? Hold on. I've missed this entirely. <laughs> I, uh, I, mean, I was, yeah. I, he threw me for a loop. <laughs> we had, um, we had kind of an odd. We had there were four people um, playing, um, and then they kind of swapped out, and then um, Aaron showed up a little late, and uh, at that point, um, I had rushed to get down there because I didn't know what time I would get down there, 
um, end up being a little bit earlier, but I left like half of my stuff at home. Um, Brad is usually the supplier of terrain and uh, everything of those uh, nature. So uh, we were kind of just a little short on stuff. Um, I did bring that stuff, which was ironic, but I did not have like uh, any of my like character cards, dice, tokens. Um, I think I left like half my models at home. It was just I was a mess yesterday. So, uh, but I did have my card bag. So we uh, we decided just to play some Pokemon. Nice. All right, well, I think we're going to take a small break, and when we come back, we will get into our character review, taking a look at Valkyrie this week, so be right back. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to the Crit Hit Wild character review segment. Uh, this week I'm joined uh, with Fred and Brandon, and to continue the Asgard trend, we're going to be taking a look at Valkyrie. Uh, if you're listening to this on YouTube or watching this on YouTube, uh, do know that we have a full version of this podcast, uh, that you can find on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you just want to hear a bunch of guys ramble on about Marvel related stuff, as well as just kind of talk about the, the hobby and get a little audio, audio battle report, uh, that we kind of do weekly, then give that a listen. But, uh, yeah, without further ado, we're looking at Valkyrie, AKA Brunhild. She has a three stat line across the board, uh, and for three threats, she's coming in at six stamina uh, and the size two medium mover. She has your standard five dice, uh, physical range two strike that gives you power, equal damage dealt. Uh, she has a dragon fang spender, which is range two, seven dice, three power cost, and this was affected by the uh, recent updates that we saw to the game. So instead of a wild flurry trigger that she has, it's a crit wild flurry now, uh, and it also auto gives bleed. Uh, the second change that she had uh, in the recent update was she has Asgardian Might, which is a terrain feature or an enemy character throw that's size 2. Uh, it's a short throw, but it now costs 3 instead of 2, so she can no longer double move throw. She has to give herself a turn to get some power to be able to use it. Uh, she has a 2 power cost charge, so move followed by attack action. She has a active Warrior of Legend, which costs 2. So during the next attack made by the character, for every crit and wild that you get in your attack roll, you can change one die to a hit. So pretty good there. And then she is Asgardian, so she gains one additional power. Uh, she does have one change on her flip side, which is that her stamina pool goes down to five. So yeah, uh, pretty solid three threat piece. What do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with you, Brandon. Yeah, I think she's she does what she's there to do really well, which is uh, beat people up. Um, she's got pretty good defense. Uh, she's got average defenses above, uh, I think, above average health for 3.1, maybe just slightly, at, maybe just at average. Uh, I didn't pre-game for that. Um, the range two attacks are kind of, uh, they kind of stink. Um, like, not the, the attacks stink. Uh, being restricted within size, uh, within two is... Um, it's it's getting it's kind of weird. I was thinking about this this morning, um, kind of getting ready for this. Is how much um, that has changed, where it used to be so very common for everything to be uh, range two. There were a lot of range two attacks, and now there are just so many. You know, it seems like every character that comes out is range three. That every time it's like, oh god, everything's range two. It's like ugh. Um, but yeah, but she, she does have charge. Yeah, charge definitely makes it better. Uh, a character throw also in a three-point model is, uh, is superb. 
Um, and nothing costing over three is uh, super exciting. So, you know, if she does get flipped, at the very minimum, you can do two things, most likely three things, where you can Dragon Fang as Guardian Might and Charge or Warrior Legend um, if she gets taken out with the first six and, you know, the two from the turn. So, um, very beneficial. Uh, yeah, I think she's great. Uh, she plays awesome in her affiliations, uh, which are A-Force, Asgard, and Defenders. Uh, I think she's a great piece for all three of them. I think she's a borderline must-take in all three of them. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of selling her a little bit low because I, I do think she's one of the best three-point models of the game. I mean, she's still really, really good. Like, even with her changes, I mean, her flurry trigger is now a 39.46% to hit, so 39 and a half, roughly, uh, to get the flurry. But I think the thing that I love most about her kit is that pretty much, like, on first turn, you have charge online. So, like, you always have your charge online no matter what, just being an Asgardian. And you also have Warrior of Legend always online, just being Asgardian. But pretty much from turn two on, she can do at least probably two abilities with her kit every single every single turn after that. And the turn that after you flip her, she can really do a lot of damage with Dragon Fang, Warrior of Legend, especially if you use Doom Prophecy on her. So, what do you think, Fred? Uh, I, I like her a lot. Uh, I, I think that she is a great piece at three points. At three points, she's just... Uh, One thing that I really like about characters like this are they are built to be functional in many different scenarios. Like, she can stand and hit people really hard, or she can charge out and do substantial work. Uh, She's got... uh, And she's Asgardian, so she has a much better power economy than a lot of other characters. And at three cost... That's really handy. Um, I've got a rules question about her, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Warrior of Legend. It says uh, during the next attack. So you have to pay for that before you do the roll, correct? Correct. Before yeah. you declare the attack, yes, you have to do. Before that. you, do, yeah. So uh, you would do, you would hold on to doing you, you would only do that in the circumstance where you either need to do a ton of damage or you're going to dragon fang so that's i mean it's a nice attack it's a nice little bonus i don't see it as being in tremendous value at 2 power i think that that that, that uh superpower is a little bit overcost but i think that that's probably correct for a 3 pointer I think the so I think that what you do is like you charge uh, to get her places, and on the turns that you don't need to charge and she's already stuck in. Like I think that baseline, every turn, at least in my opinion, whether you're either charging or you're doing Warrior of Legend, and then if you have if you're just absolutely drowning in power, you you do both. But you charge if you need to get somewhere, or you Warrior of Legend if you're stuck in. I think that you always do one of those two. Because I think that. I, it, Go ahead. I see. I, I my take on her is I want that as guardian might to go off. Like that, yeah, the, that's fair. That uh, so I don't want to spend those two points on warrior of legend. I want to toss people. 
Because a, a three-pointer, uh, uh, take it from me, a person who regularly plays Lizard, that a three-pointer with a pretty substantial character-affecting throw is very handy. Yeah, it I think is you're absolutely battlefield, correct. It is battlefield uh, just candy. It is candy on the battlefield. So th- that's that's kind of what I'm... It, it is only a size two throw, so it is a limited throw. But that does affect a good portion of the game. I think that that, I don't know the breakdown, but that's probably close to 50% of the models in the game. I believe it's more than 50%. Yeah, it's more than 50. Yeah, the mass majority okay, of yeah. models are too. I do, I would like to chime in here. Um, so a, a key thing I think you have to look at here with Warrior of Legend is it cannot cost one because then she can do it twice every single turn. Uh, where, okay. she that, where she gets that extra power. Um, the, and another thing you got to think about too, so Warrior of Legend, you because your concern is wanting to throw. So with Warrior of Legend, on your second turn, you have four power, um, and you're probably going to be able to attack twice with your builder. Being able to Warrior of Legend one of those is almost guaranteed for you to get... The odds of you missing the two power and two attacks with Warrior of Legend to get your Asgardian Might off is probably astronomically low. Okay, I see I see what you're saying, and uh, I, I'm not saying that it's bad. I I, 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 just, I just wanted to give you a different perspective to consider that, because uh, when you look at it, yeah, it's like, oh, 2-2-3, two, two, like, uh, but where she's getting two power a turn, uh, where she has a true builder, um, you know, being able, you know, because even just hitting, like, a one crit or even... I mean, because if you hit two on five dice, now you most likely have four hits. Uh-huh. And if those are crits, you get those two dice also. Yeah, so, so you're going to get extra dice. Uh, and if you happen to roll, and that's yeah, the one right. situation that you can roll into it, because um, you can do you can change everything at the very end. So if you roll into it with your crits, now you get to start changing your dice. So if you get extras, you're like, okay, cool, I'm changing my dice, and now, you know. Now, all of a sudden, your five dice strike, you ended up with seven dice, you could end up with like four, five, six, seven, you know, hits. And it's just like when you only actually rolled, you know, three or four successes, um, which is really good on like even seven dice. But now, you know, you've probably borderline killed someone. Now you have another attack where now you can most likely Warrior Legend and Odds Guardian might again. So it just kind of helps for those. Uh, those explosive turns. And then sometimes you just whiff and now you have two power and you didn't gain anything and you're sitting there real sad. Like, but uh, it, it does offer a lot of explosive turns that a lot of three point characters don't offer a lot of the time. And I think, yeah. I think we can all agree that her kit is pretty stellar for a three threat, right? Oh yeah. Like her, Charge. She has a great strike. Her dragon fang is a very good spender that is pretty, it's very reasonably cost. And it does bleed and can give you, you know, flurry. No one's going to complain about a throw. No one's going to complain about a charge. And no one's... I mean, Warrior of Legend is a nice uh, kind of dice fixture to have on a piece that clearly kind of wants to do violence. And then she gets an extra power turn. Like, I think that this kit for a three-threat character is just amazing. Like, I think every every single piece of it perfectly plays into what she wants to do and what her role is on the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think when it was just a wild, I think it was something like 65% that you were hitting the flurry. Like, 
before the change, man, Valkyrie, it it felt bad, man. Like she just would she would slaughter, you know, four or five and, you know, give six threat characters a big run for their money and it's just like She definitely punches above yeah. her weight. And I do want to point out that while this flurry is like I said, it's roughly about thirty nine and a half percent to get it just baseline, I do want to kind of remind everybody that Asgard is now the uh, affiliation that only has access to Doom Prophecy, which Doom Prophecy is a pay-three card at the start of the activation phase. So you do want to make sure you have Prio with it. Um, but it's at the start of the activation phase before anybody uh, moves any models. Uh, you can pay three, and you eliminate your physical defense, but you add your physical defense to all of your physical attacks for the for the round uh, yeah so yeah. it's i could see it having more value on maybe somebody that can counter attack if asgard like if scourge or heimdall or somebody gets like a counter attack that's like an out of out of activation i could well hold on i actually need to double check and see if it's for the is it, if it's for, for the, the whole round or if yeah it's just i for, actually need to double check myself there yeah uh, I can Still tell you this. Phase. At the start of the activation phase, now an Asgard character may pay three to play this card. You do not roll defense dice for physical attacks for the rest of the game, but you add dice to its physical attacks equal to your physical defense until the next cleanup. So if they, yeah, so I was right. So if they do get um, a character, which I would think would be Scourge, would be the one that would do it. But if they get a character that can do an out of activation on your opponents, uh, like uh, on their activation, like an attack, kind of like what a Venom has or something like that, then I could see it being uh, very, very strong on them. But for right now, I think that Doom Prophecy is an absolutely excellent card to play on Valkyrie because she's so low threat, but the output that she can put out is just insane. So the turn that you flip her... If she's sitting on, uh, if, well, if she gets 10 power in the power phase due to Asgardian, uh, you could pay, you know, three of that for Dragon's Fang, three for Doom Prophecy, so you're looking at six there. Uh, you could do a charge Warrior of Legend to get yourself somewhere you need to be, or just do a Warrior of Legend. Uh, and at that point, it turns, uh, your, your chances of getting the flurry on a Dragon Fang are 57% if you're Doom Prophecyed and you're rolling 10 dice. So 57% there to probably get your flurry, as well as when you do get your flurry triggers, you're also gaining extra hits due to Warrior of Legend. She can really murder stuff the turn after she gets flipped if she's Doom Prophesied. And I think that, again, because of her three threat cost and the absolute output that she can do, I think that she's probably the best choice for it in Asgard. Maybe you guys disagree. I think Angela is also another you know worthy worthy person to take it. But I think that Valkyrie is probably the best. Uh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because Angela, like, if you do this, Angela has a turn where she just murders something, and then if she dies, you're out a three-point model in a... and I, I that's a, an acceptable loss. It seems like it's really good on her. Yep. In a world of a lot more Winter Soldiers, it'll, it, it'll feel real bad to do that on Angela. Um, losing a five threat to a you know range five winter soldier 
<laughs> I'd lose Just, I lose Angela to, think, to think, range think, five think. In Winter Soldier when she's rolling four physical defense. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's, that's that's fair. What's four worse four? We're still losing that matchup. Yeah. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I really like it. I think um I, I think that's the best place for it. Uh, I mean there's there's also the I mean I feel like there are plays where you don't because I mean if you're playing against like convocation um, or even like Midnight Suns where they don't have a lot of physical attacks, you know, putting this on someone like Thor, who, you know, now gets to play, have a 10 die strike with the throw, uh, is, uh, nothing to scuff at, especially if they don't have those counterattack abilities, um, or, you know, they're not common if they're, you know, real low, but I think, um, I definitely like that a lot. Um, I, I, think, hope, yeah. I, that's, I really hope. That one of those characters has like an attack back because i i hope so but i also am like in this weird thing where i really want heimdall to have like a save me um like oh yeah save. like like lock jaws yeah no i mean i think that would yeah. be that'd be pretty cool but i want that to be an ability like i just want that to be like the primary point of that card is to be able to kind of just like pull characters and move them around um because i just think that would be really really beneficial to the asgard but I mean, I'm a broken record, and I think it's I just man like a four Asgard card that is just like, you know, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, you know they just, have they have you know, their their tactics cards, which maybe we can like toward the end of the character review for Asgard since we're kind of knocking them out, we can kind of look at them as an affiliation, maybe some of their tactics cards and stuff. But they have really good tactics cards. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Rainbow's Bridge, Odin Ble Odin's Blessing's great. Even Sibling Rivalry's, you know, a good card. Yeah, um, Sibling yeah. Rivalry, I like it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. those are all, you know, really good cards. And getting Doom Prophecy, like they've got a good selection. So, I, I would like to have, you know, a couple more. Just like, I guess I would. I think Asgard is a affiliation that you should be able to play, um, just Asgard. Like I, I, you know, I want to just play Asgardians. Um, I think that every I feel like that eventually, which is their goal. Like I know that this game is meant to like you know spl splash characters, so like a lot of rosters splash characters and stuff. And when we say play all Asgard, that's not necessarily what we're talking about. We're talking about always playing Asgard affiliation, and then yes. you know you can splash some characters in. But I think that the goal should be for every like you can play every affiliation mono in a roster with a couple splash characters and it work. I think that's what the like end game should be. So, uh, but yeah, uh, getting back onto Valkyrie, uh, I think we're all pretty high on her kit. Uh, her stats are pretty good. Three 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 isn't the best, but on a three threat character, you know that's kind of what you want. Uh, she has six stamina on her healthy side, which is really good for a three threat character. Eleven health altogether, so. I mean, you're you're in lizard territory when you look at like health pool. Shouldn't have any of the defense tech, but still pretty good. I think overall she's a little bit more on the glass cannon side, but I mean, all of her stuff plays into that role very well. So uh, last thing I'll talk about is we've already talked about her in an affiliation. We've talked about her kit. We we think she goes great in an affiliation. Uh, what do you guys think about her splash ability? You think that she still is a good character to splash, or do you think that she's kind of fallen behind a little bit in terms of just the times with some of the newer releases that we're seeing? So I uh, I don't have a lot of experience 
splashing her because I've never done it. Uh, I don't know if she has a whole lot of splashability, if I'm to be perfectly honest, because she, well, she she does, a, she can di dish out a large amount of pain for a three-pointer. But oftentimes in the list that I am building, uh, I want uh, my pain to come from bigger boys. <laughs> so um, I, I I don't know. I I may not be the right person to talk on this. Uh, Brandon, what's your take on splashability? Uh, yeah, I have uh, I have opinions here. Um, so, <laughs> this is I feel like this is where I talk. I feel like I always talk in this this uh, segment more than anybody for whatever reason. Um, mainly because I don't play the affiliations of the characters we talk about. Um, uh, there's a lot of three-point models. Um, uh, looking at them, um, as far as splash ability goes, uh, I, I think uh, I think she's definitely top five for three-point models. Um, so you've got Baron Zemo, you have Black Cat, uh, you have Iron Fist, you have uh, Valkyrie, and uh, like Winter Soldier. And then X-23 are probably your top six. Um, Winter Soldier kind of is in that weird spot where his splash ability is mostly because of um, him being a, a rogue agent and being able to be affiliated, count towards your affiliation, which is always super nice. Um, yeah. But if, you're, if your strategy at any point, and for the majority, is to fight, um, if you're trying to fight um, and you need an unaffiliated you know and you're looking at unaffiliated models even like i mean valkyrie x23 and baron zemo are going to live in a world where they and even iron fist if you're trying to fight um uh, depending on what you're looking for um because like baron zemo is really kind of like a tech piece more so than actually fighting piece um so then you're in a world of where you're looking at iron fist um x23 and valkyrie and if you're looking for just straight up fighting models um and you want them to you know punch kind of above your weight class like you're looking at those three models and i don't know if you there's a wrong choice um her having a throw is so good um like uh like an x23 is great but like that throw on valkyrie is super important um Iron Fist giving an activated token to a, especially a six threat character. Uh, if you haven't used Iron Fist to put a lot of damage on a Hulk, a She-Hulk, a Magneto, um, a Thanos, and then just being like, oh yeah, by the way, that character's activated and they don't get to go this round at all. Uh, it is a magnificent feeling. Uh, <laughs> especially you for have to really put it together, though. I, I, not really. He gets that extra power a turn. Like That Iron Fist is coming, usually on turn three. Um, pretty much every game and that's kind of a real pivotal point with iron fist but we don't have to talk about iron fist anymore um she also has more health than those two models because i think those are your top three fighting models in your three point um so if you're looking at that i mean she has more health she's got the extra power generation she's got a throw um she's going to be able to use her power efficiently um i think she splashes in really well if you ever are in a situation that you want to fight and i think she's probably better than 90% of affiliated models that are three threat that want to fight. Ooh, uh, say so, that. yeah. So, uh, I mean, I mean, just looking at the three point models that want to fight, um, like Ant-Man's not out there 
trying to fight Mordo, no. Uh, Beast can, but not really. Uh, a lot of threes are tech pieces, uh, that more so than they are, you know, just like Crossbones really wants to fight, but like he sucks. Um, <laughs> Like uh, even like Drax Lizard? really wants to fight, uh, but not, uh, Lizard's a lot more of a tech piece. Uh, uh, I, Lizard finds himself in a lot of the same places that Valkyrie would find herself, but he's not doing damage there. He's not there to do damage. He's there to hold he, down an objective or be yeah. in the way. You play Lizard because he's not going to die, and he can throw and push pretty consistently. They he plays a completely different game than she does. I will yeah. agree with you on that. I, yeah. I think I'm I'm gonna disagree just just a little bit. I think that her, I think when you do when you're talking about splash ability and you're taking uh, models for a particular reason, I think most of the time when you splash, it's because you need a tech piece. So I think yeah. a lot of the yeah. models that you're you're listening I, listening, I think that they kind of outweigh her as far as what you would reach for when you're looking for unaffiliated models to take. And I believe that all the factions that want to scrum or brawl, I think already have the tools in faction where they aren't reaching for another beater. They're reaching for somebody that's a little bit more of a tech piece. And if you're wanting something that murders, I think a lot of the factions that scrum probably now do reach for Winter Soldier instead of her because that gives you a backline uh, point holder that can still affect the field. So I think that her, I think that she does, uh, to your point that you said earlier, I think that she's almost an auto-include in all of her affiliated uh, teams, but I think that her splash ability is almost non-existent. I am so glad that you two are so much better at putting these things to words than I am because I think that you, you both have said uh, have summed up my feelings very well. Uh, I think that she uh, uh, to to Brandon's point, I think she's an excellent beater at three points, and she is probably in the top five for beaters of splashable for splashable beaters. But she's not one of the top three. And that means that she... And I don't think you take more than three splash of that three points. That's like if, if you're looking for someone to fill that role. If you do, you're looking for spam. And a lot of the spam that you go for outside of maybe Guardians. But then Guardians still takes, I think, X-23. But, and the, but they also get to take Honey Badger. Uh, which is a different topic. Um, but a lot of the kind of... So, like, if you look at Sam Wilson and the spam that he kind of takes when you're just running a shit ton of threes, they're all, like, very survivable, which she is not. So yeah. I, I don't think that that plays into the game plan, so... All right, well, um, so we've kind of taken a look at all of Valkyrie. Uh, so I guess we can move on to rating if you guys are ready. Yeah. I'm ready. All right. I think I'll start this week, and I'm going to give her just a solid B. I think that she has good stats. I think that she plays into all of her affiliations greatly, and I think that she does her job well, but she does miss out on a lot of the splash ability for me, which I think kind of puts her just out of the A territory. Uh, yep, I think I'll, I'll stick with just a solid B. I think she's just a great all-around uh, three-threat piece in affiliation. Uh, um, go ahead, Fred. Oh, uh, I think 
that I'm going to shoot a little higher than you. Yeah. Uh, I think in my gut, I want to say that she's a, an A minus. Okay. Uh, I think that her kit and just where she is as basically an auto include in three factions, uh, just, just completely an auto include in three affiliations. Um, she's, she should be in the A territory for me, for me personally. And she does work at three points. And that always feels good on the table when your three-point model does what you want it to do. So I want to give her an A-. minus. All right, what about you, Brandon? Um, oh, God, where do I start here? Um. I, I think she does a lot of things for a lot of um, affiliations, especially. Um, where she has three different affiliations, the A-Force, Asgard, and Defenders, uh, where she is kind of that auto-include for all three of them, they all do play different style games for the most part. Um, and like I said, she does fit in really well. I, I, I do think she fits in um, kind of what we were talking about. I don't know if it was off or on. Um, recording at this point to be honest um where you kind of want together yeah when you kind of want to play asgard possibly with a second um you know affiliation i know you had mentioned you know with avengers um i mean she fits in great with avengers um so it lets you kind of splash a second affiliation with asgard in your roster and having a three that kind of fits in with a lot of um, affiliation because like i said if you say you splash with like shadowland daredevils criminal syndicate like she fits in great there midnight suns she fits in great there uh like i mean there's some like she doesn't like she doesn't really do anything for web warriors um she's not doing a whole lot for like convocation um but i think she fits in well with like shield um uh the spider foes she fits in well yeah she uh, yeah, i i, I want to take her if i'm to be perfectly honest <laughs> she, she fits in good with black order she fits in pretty well um even like x-men where they really want to go wide like if you i don't know why you would ever splash like i have a list of asgard and x-men but you know if that's your thing um you know you don't feel bad about taking her in that um and X-Force, like, I think she actually fits in great with X-Force. I think that the model X-Force players should probably consider a little bit more than they do where she does have so much power, and that's a kind of a faction that struggles with power economy. Um, she's great with Shadowland, or Dormammu. Uh, you know, Dead Horse, everyone's pretty good with Dormammu. You know, extra power every turn and being able to spend it. Um, overall, yeah, I think she's really good. I think, it's, I, think, I think her biggest struggle is that she's just been around for a while. Um, she was one of the first boxes released in the game, and I think that's one of the biggest things that people just kind of like pass over her um, and play worse models. Um, not saying that you know like X twenty three even like because I think X twenty three is great. I don't. I'm not saying like X twenty three is worse, but I think people. Uh, I'm not sure she's a better choice than a lot of threes um, when you're out of affiliation. I think, but there's a lot of newer threes. That's a very common uh, point. Um, like I know a lot of people splash magic. I, I'm not sure magic's better than Valkyrie. Um, I don't just, think so. Yeah, like across the board, I'm just not sure that that's you know the case. Um, but again, like you said, like and that's kind of if you if you have a if you have a fighting if you have a fighting strategy, yeah, like I mean she fits in great. But if you don't, like kind of you guys were on that right path um, that I was kind of getting to uh, when you want that kind of that three like. 
you're looking at those black cats, you're looking at the Baron Zemos, you're looking at the lizards, you're looking at these tech pieces that do something uh, to impact very specific scenarios, not usually just something that wants to fight. Um, I, I think her biggest fault is that uh, she's been out for a while. And I think people got scared when she got uh, her nerf, um, which honestly, the nerf really put her in line with other three-point models. I mean, if she was still 6'6", um, and that cost two. I mean, I, she would even if you added a flurry and you just don't change Asgardian mind, give her an extra health. I, I think she immediately goes back up top to probably the best three point model you're gonna splash. Um, just because being able to throw every single turn is just insane. Um, so yeah, I've got her. Uh, I've got her a solid A. I, I think she's just being an absolute auto include in three different affiliations. Um, and if you want to play Asgard and splash an affiliation, odds are the affiliation that you're splashing, she's going to fit in nicely in that affiliation. Um, like Wakanda is a very highly splashed one. She fits in well with Wakanda. Um, her and Panther can kind of go do things, and you know, Shuri and Okoye can kind of help out and do the things. So I think you have a lot of play with it. So I think uh, I think I'm going to go with my solid A. And I am again the highest rated person from being like ten in a row of lowest. So, <laughs> all right, well, we got an A, an A minus, and a B. So, uh, all in all, we're pretty high on Valkyrie. Uh, I mean, we all like her. Uh, if you haven't put her on the table yet, I recommend you do it, especially in light of the recent Asgard uh, releases that are going to be coming up. So, yeah, good, good piece. Uh, moving on to comic books. Uh, Brad isn't joining us, but I do have some comic book recommendations if you want to check out. A little bit more uh, comic-related stuff that Valkyrie is a part of. Um, and all these can be found on Marvel Unlimited, so if you have a subscription to it, you can read everything that we suggest on the channel. Uh, but it's New Defenders 125 through 152. It was written by J.M. DeMattis and Peter Gillis with uh, other various artists. And this one covers uh, the original Defenders teams, uh, and they have to retire, and a new team of Defenders forms to take on... Uh, whatever the regular defenders were doing to save people. Uh, it's pretty good, uh, according to what Brad has kind of told us about. Apparently, there's not a whole lot of buzz about it, but uh, it's a pretty good series. So if you're wanting to check out not only Valkyrie, but some more Defenders-related content, give that a check. And then we also have Fear Itself, the Fearless. Uh, so this is after the events of Fear Itself, so the Fear Itself run. Uh, Valkyrie and Sin are in a race to find the evil hammers used that terrorize the world. So this may be where the crises comes from. I'm not sure. Because uh, huh. it's called uh, Fear Grips. It's the worthy terrorizes the city, right? Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's, that's where the crises come from. So New Defenders 125 through 152 and Fear Itself the Fearless. Give those a check. And uh, yeah. And for our final bit, we'll do uh, Fred's non-sequitur recommendation. So go ahead, Fred. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what I brought today was a book series that I have read every single iteration of. And it is uh, a very fun, very, very readable book series. It's The Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Uh, this is a modern-day fantasy where there's a wizard who lives in Chicago. And it's a lot of fun. He gets in a lot of adventures. And it is uh, surprisingly well-written, very easy to read, and a lot of fun. Uh, I, uh, the reason why I brought this for Valkyrie is a hard spoiler. So those of you who've read it 
you know. <laughs> and those of you who haven't, well, you should read the books because they're very good. Uh, the issue here is that I believe that there are something like 17 books in the series, and each one is a full probably 300 or more pages. So it is – it's a big bite. <laughs> but uh, if you start reading them, you'll be surprised how quickly you will get through them. I – uh, Rebecca read them, and she liked them. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that series, and I've I heard cannot wait to hear more books. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that wraps up another week for us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If you're still here, uh, please. If you don't you... do rosters anymore, am I just wasting my time? Oh, jeez, I keep, I keep forgetting. We, Give, we missed uh, it again. I missed it again. <laughs> Give us your sample roster, Brandon. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right, I got a roster for everybody, um, since I'm the only one that still does this uh, section here. Um, God, Jesus Christ. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's X-Force. Um, I think she fits in really well with what X-Force wants to do. Um, you get to kind of play a five-point cable. Uh, then you can kind of bring as your three-point models. A lot of threes. Um, this list specifically, I have uh, Deadpool, Valkyrie, Domino, Baron Zemo, um, Winter Soldier, X-23, uh, with Honey Badger, uh, Nebula, and um, Wolverine. Uh, to round out my roster. Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine. I I just like him. I'm not saying it's right, but I I I like him. I'm hey, on board with every. Me. I'm don't on board me. with everything but that. I I'm on just, board I, with Wolverine. You bring Wolverine because you follow your blitz, good sir. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I'm not. I mean, it is what it is. He does good. Uh, if you every once in a while, the best of what I can do is just great, and um, I love killing. Um, brad's rogue with wolverine it just feels <laughs> it just feels good um yeah i mean that's a you know you can switch that out switch that out if you don't think wolverine is that good uh and then you know play some healing stuff play bitter rivals um cat and mouse disarm uh exceptional healing um play chimichangas because it's cool play jonathan yes. because it's cool um play <laughs> indomitable because it's good um and you know and play you know play you know demons downtown um i like intrusions with them i like uh hammers or fear grips world is worthy terrorized cities um you can even kind of play wakandan herbs if you think you can outfight people probably might be a little tough because there are better fighting factions but i think she fits if you want to play x-force i think she fits in pretty well with the x-force so chimichangas man that is uh, that was one of my favorite cards when i was playing kingpin a lot because uh, you can pass it between people. I love passing yeah. it from Deadpool to Kingpin. Yeah, well, and just being able to remove power. And, like, we've talked about it. We talked about it a lot on the Thor podcast, so go check that out. But being able to remove a special condition is becoming very, very relevant. Uh, it's becoming more and just more relevant every time. Um, every Every release, it feels like it's like, oh, God, you know, this is it's better you know special conditions are becoming very rampant in this game so it's nice to have those kind of things so like jimmy chong is being able to you know uh you know you get a power and then you get either if you full health you don't don't have to remove damage then you can you know you can shake bleed uh you can shake stagger with it uh, which is so if you get staggered somehow at the end of your activation 
um, you can kind of do that. But if you have a character, especially in this roster, that has healing factor, that healing factor goes up one. Um, so like X-23 is now healing three if she has a chimichanga. Um, Deadpool is also healing three or yeah three as well uh wolverine also heals three um so chimichangas is good play chimichangas also it's really fun to just play chimichangas um, i agree i agree yeah. i need to i want to play chimichangas again i'm tired of not playing chimichangas yeah i mean it's not it's not it's definitely not as fun to not play chimichangas you guys l- last time we talked so much about empanadas and now i want chimichangas damn it <sighs> tortilla factory we're be <laughs> very well supporting every local Mexican restaurant by these uh, podcasts talking about uh, dishes that are very popular in those restaurants. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think she fits in really well. I didn't want to. I mean, because uh, if you're playing her, if you're playing her and her affiliations, like you're definitely playing her. Like you play her. Every A Force list should have her. Every Defenders list should have her. Every um asgard list i mean especially asgard list should probably you should probably pick her before you even decide to play thor um <laughs> so, as far as that's concerned but um uh, they would be a fun uh that would be a fun um that'd be a fun affiliation to get a card like uh corvus just got um, what the uh, change your leader yeah Oh. A Valkyrie leader? Nah, card? they're not gonna do that. Though, though, I it's it's either gonna be more expensive Thor or or mighty Thor like Jane Foster Thor. Yeah, I know, but it would just be, it would be fun. I just want all these things for all the affiliations all the time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it for my that's it for my uh, list, and uh, you know, take us away. All right, sorry, so, so, sorry, Brandon. Uh, that does. I mean, I'm just gonna start making. I'm just gonna stop doing it. I'm just gonna stop making one. And well, then... I'll, I, maybe I'll just keep forgetting just to trigger you at the end of every episode, and then you can give us our little thing else. Little. I have one. Bring her in Asgard. Hey, yeah, take yeah. her in Asgard. There, there, we joined in. On you. Yeah. <laughs> player in Asgard, player in Defenders, and I got a text from Brad. He said, "Player in A Force." So yeah, just. Uh, <laughs> her and she. Good combo. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That wraps us up for this week. So if you've still stuck around after all that, uh, we thank you. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you would give her. We'd love to hear uh, what letter rating you guys would give her. Uh, and as always, if you deem it necessary, subscribe to the channel. Give us a like and a share. And we'll see you guys in the next one. So take care, guys. Bye. See ya. Peace.